Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson, and I'd like you to join me as I minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. That's where the miracles are. Let's open with prayer. My Heavenly Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend under the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan and you. And Father, I ask a spirit of grace on this message. Father, let us only see Jesus. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. I was speaking to a woman just earlier today on the phone. And she was calling with a question and she couldn't understand some of the things that were going on with her. And my first question to her was, are you born again? Are you born again? And she said, I think so. I said, do you know if you are born again? She said, no, I don't. Do you know that there is a way that you can absolutely know that you know that you are born again, and if anything were to happen to you in this crazy world we're living in right now, that you can know, that you know that you will be with Jesus if something happens to you, and you know that God and Jesus are with you right now in everything you do. Do you know that it's possible to be in that place? Do you know I'm in that place? Do you know when you know that God is with you, when you know that you have the spirit of Jesus in you, you're not afraid of what's going to happen to you tomorrow or the next day or when you go to the marketplace. You're not. Why? Because you know God and you know his son is in you and you know God is with you and Jesus is with you. And how does that happen? It comes through the gospel. Your walk with God, your walk with Jesus comes through the gospel. And like I have said before so many times, every problem that you encounter in this world right now, every affliction, every persecution, every problem has an answer. And the answer is in that gospel. Your answer to all your troubles to all your troubles, your money troubles, your family troubles, your physical troubles, your brain, your heart, your emotions, all the answers to your troubles are in the gospel. They're in the gospel. And we are going to drill that gospel into you till you have faith in it, till you can walk in it, if you will listen and if you will commit to it. I'm going to begin again like I always do. John 1 verses 14 and 15. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching. Jesus came into Galilee. His first message that we can see was this message, preaching what the gospel of the kingdom of God. That was Jesus's first message and saying, and here's what he was saying. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. And it's at hand right now for you. And how do you get it? Jesus says right here, that kingdom is power. That kingdom is within you. And that kingdom God wants you to have. 
How do you get it? As Jesus said, repent you and believe the gospel. Believe the gospel. Not believe the Ten Commandments. Not walk in the law of Moses. That is not what Jesus said. Your Messiah said, believe the gospel. That was his command. Believe, commit to, adhere to, walk in, trust the gospel. Now that gospel is not the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The gospel is in them, but they are not the gospel. The gospel we know is defined. Defined. The bona fide definition that Jesus preached of the gospel is in 1 Corinthians 15, and I'm going to begin in verse 1. I want this in your heart. So that when those troubles come, you have an anchor, you have something to cling to, you have your answer, you have your rescue. It's in the gospel. Corinthians 15, verses 1. Moreover, brethren, the Paul speaking, I declare unto you the gospel, which I preached unto you. Paul preached the gospel. He didn't preach the Ten Commandments. Look, he never did. He didn't preach the law of Moses. He preached the gospel you also received and wherein you stand by which also you are saved if you keep in memory what I preached unto you unless you have believed in vain verse 3 for I delivered unto you first of all Paul speaking which I also received how that and here is the gospel how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures do you hear that and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. The gospel is all three of those things, that he died for our sins, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. You have to believe that he rose from the dead because there is where your sins were forgiven, that he rose from the dead. Now, I want us to look at who, who ordained, who set up, whose plan was it for Jesus to be put on the cross, to be buried, to be raised again. And I want to start in John 1. Because I want you to see that you are part of this plan. Did you know that? Did you know that you are part of the plan of God? How do we know that? Because you're here. Because you exist. John 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And that's Jesus, who is in God. Without him was not anything made that was made. Were you made? Were you created? Did you come into existence? Jesus made you. Did you know that? Every single person in this world, Jesus made. He said, in him, in Jesus, was life. Was life. Do you have life in you? And the life was the light of men. Now, go down to verse 9. John 1, verse 9. That was the true light, Jesus. And look at this next phrase. Which lighteth every 
man that cometh into the world, which lighteth every man. And that includes women, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. You are not here by mistake. And it does not matter where you were born, wherever you were lighted by Jesus. It says, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. When you came into this world, you had the light of Jesus. Oh, pick up that Bible and read it out loud, please. Please. And that's what I pray in the beginning of every message. God, open their eyes and open their ears. Open that Bible, that New Testament, start in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read the New Testament out loud because in Romans 10, it says, faith cometh by hearing, hearing, not seeing, hearing. Faith cometh by hearing and that the gospel if you read that passage. Now, I want us to go to Genesis 22. And I'm going to begin in verse 8. And this is Abraham. And Abraham is taking Isaac, the son that God gave him through Sarah. Promise from God. God told Abraham, now I want you to take him up on the Mount Moriah. And I want you to sacrifice him to me. Can you imagine how difficult that was? But Abraham was going to obey God. Abraham took his son Isaac up on the Mount Moriah to sacrifice him Back to God. Mount Moriah is where Jerusalem is this day. Oh, God's plan for you and I before the foundation of the world. As Isaac said to him, Father, we have the wood. We have the fire. Where's the lamb? Where's the lamb? In this verse, Genesis 22, Abraham answers him. And this verse is a very important verse if you will hear it. Abraham answered his son. He said, and Abraham said, Genesis 22, 8, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. Abraham told Isaac, God will provide himself a lamb. Those words out of Abraham's heart were prophetic. God will provide the lamb. And we know from this story that the instant that Abraham had his hand in the air with a knife ready to sacrifice his son, the angel of the Lord stopped him. And he said, now, Abraham, I know you will obey me. He said, look up. And there was a ram caught in the bush. God provided the ram instead of Isaac. But those words, God will provide himself a lamb, are true, still true today. God did provide that lamb. And that lamb that God provided was named Jesus. Go with me to 1 Peter chapter 1, and I'm going to begin in verse 18. I want you to see God provided the lamb. God provided Jesus. God sent Jesus. And it was God's deliberate plan to put Jesus on the cross. Why? Jesus said it in John 3:16, for God so loved you. For God 
so loved you, the world, you in the world. For God so loved you, he gave his only begotten son. It was the father that put Jesus on the cross. It was the father that provided the sacrifice of Jesus. It was provided by God. Not Jesus, not man on this earth, not the apostles, not the Romans. It was God. It was your heavenly father that provided the sacrifice. And he provided Jesus. He provided that sacrifice out of love for you. Out of love for you. Now, 1 Peter 1, verse 18. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. There's your lamb. There's your lamb. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb. You know, in the days of Moses, they brought their lambs to be a sacrifice for their sins that they sinned unknowingly. They would bring a lamb or a goat or, a, or an oxen, but that lamb they provided. The person that had the sin provided. But here in the gospel, we didn't provide the lamb. No, God loved us so much, he provided the lamb. God himself provided the lamb. And the lamb he provided was Jesus, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who was verily foreordained before the foundation of the world. Jesus was going to that cross before the world was even created. That's what this verse says to us. Foreordained before the foundation of the world but was manifest in these last times for you. The Father had this plan, this deliberate plan for you to save you. He had it before he even created the world. Oh, the power and the might and the majesty and the glory and the wisdom of our heavenly Father who is love and who loved you first. He loved you first, that even before he created the world, he had you in the plan. And even before he created the world, he had the plan to save you. And it was Jesus. Now, I want us to go to Romans 3. And I'm going to begin in verse 24. I hope you have a Bible. And I hope you go to my website, kdwol.com. I hope you go there. And you listen to these messages again and again with your Bible so you can see and hear. You know what? It'll bring faith. Romans 3, 24, being justified freely. That's us. How? How are we justified freely? For free. How are all our sins taken away? For free. How are they done? By his grace. By his grace. We didn't ask for Jesus to come. And we certainly didn't deserve Jesus coming. We didn't even know when he died on the cross what he was doing. 
No one knew, no one understood when God put Jesus on the cross what was happening. Even the apostles didn't know, even though Jesus told them time and time again what was going to happen to him when he went to Jerusalem. They didn't understand what was happening to Jesus. They didn't understand why they watched. Every bone of his went out of joint. They didn't understand why the world went black. They thought it was defeat. They thought that Jesus' ministry had failed. And it hadn't failed. Jesus on that cross was total victory. Jesus hanging on that cross, every bone at a joint in the dark, was total victory for the whole human race. If you can hear, it was your victory. It was your salvation. It was your healing, your prosperity, your forgiveness, your justification, your sanctification. You're made into a child of God. It was total victory. Back to Romans. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And look at verse 25. Whom God has set forth. Set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. God set forth. God made it happen to be a propitiation. That is such a big word. You know, I only taught third grade. That's a big word, propitiation. You know what it means? It means an appeasement, an appeasement. It satisfied the Father. It appeased him. You know what that means? He's been appeased concerning you. Acts 2 has a wonderful verse. And it's Apostle Peter speaking after they were all baptized in the Holy Ghost. Verse 23, he said, Him, Jesus, being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. The deliberate plan and foreknowledge of God. It was God's plan. To get Jesus on the cross. It was God's plan. To get Jesus on the cross. It was God's plan before the world even was created. To put Jesus on the cross. So that you and I would have a sacrifice. In Isaiah 53 verse 12. He saw the travail of Jesus' soul. And he was satisfied. He received. The sacrifice Jesus made on your behalf. Your behalf. He was appeased. He was pleased. It was received. It was accepted about you. If you can hear these words, then you can see your fight for your troubles is not with God. God's the one that put the sacrifice on the tree for you. God's the one that sent the sacrifice. God knew you were going to exist. He had a plan for your life. And he made sure there was a sacrifice for you. So that all your troubles could be handled. Forgiven. You could have victory. That was the love of God for you. That was his plan. The sacrifice was accepted. 
Your fight is not with God. And you don't have to convince God of anything. Because Jesus paid for you. He paid for all the sins that bother you. He paid for all of them. And if you will believe those sins are justified and you don't have to suffer with them one more day. And Jesus took on your pain and he took on your sickness. The father put him there to do that. Your fight is not with God. You don't have to beg God. God already supplied the sacrifice and he already accepted the sacrifice. He already received your sacrifice. And that sacrifice was the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Your fight is not with God. He loved you enough to give you that sacrifice. Your fight is with the enemy and your own soul. Oh, my biggest problem was not the devil. My biggest problem in the beginning was me. I had to believe what Jesus did for me. I had to trust in what Jesus did for me. I had to trust that Jesus paid for my sins for the Father. I had to adhere to the fact that Jesus paid for my sins to the Father. I had to commit to the fact, the fact that Jesus had paid for my sins to the Father. I had to believe that. Now, I want you to listen to the words of believe. The definition of believe is to trust in, adhere to, commit to. That's faith. You know what? None of those words have anything to do with feelings. Committing to the gospel does not have anything to do with your feelings. You know your feelings can change moment by moment. Your feelings can change if you eat something. Your feelings can change if you drink something. Your feelings can change with the things that happen around you. Committing to the fact that your sins were paid for on the cross, that they were paid for in hell, and that God was satisfied with that sacrifice and he raised Jesus from the dead, that, trusting in that no matter how you feel, and no matter what the circumstances are around you. Oh, that is when the power works. That is when faith works. When you stand there and say, I don't care how I feel. I don't care what I see. I commit to the fact that Jesus bore this sin on his body on the tree and the father put it on him and Jesus paid for this sin in hell and the father was pleased and satisfied and he raised Jesus from the dead and this sin has been forgiven. That's called believing. That's called using your faith and that brings your forgiveness and justification. It works with money. I don't care how I feel. I don't care what I see in my checkbook. 
the fact is, and I commit to and trust in, that when Jesus was on the cross, the Father put my poverty on his body, and Jesus paid for my poverty, and he went to hell for my poverty, and the Father saw the travail of his soul, and he was satisfied concerning my poverty, and he raised Jesus from the dead, and my poverty has ended. Jesus became poor that I be rich, and I commit to that. But you trust in, adhere to, commit to, and you know what happens? Faith rises, and it comes to pass. I have seen it a thousand times in my own life. And it works the same way with sickness and pain. I don't care how I feel. I don't care about the circumstances around me. I commit to the fact that when Jesus was on the cross, the Father put this sickness, this pain on his body. And Jesus paid for my sickness and he paid for my pain and went to hell for this sickness and he went to hell for this pain and he became the curse of the law that brings sickness and pain. Jesus became that curse for me and the father saw it. He was satisfied. Yeah, devil, you don't like that. That is the truth. Jesus bore that pain. He gave his back to the smiters. Your sickness, your pain was paid for on that tree and the father put it on him. And then the father saw the travail of his soul in hell and he was satisfied and he was satisfied with the sacrifice Jesus made. And when we believe that, when we commit to that, when we adhere to that, and it may take days, but it will happen. The faith will rise because faith cometh by hearing the gospel. That faith will rise. And you know what? It manifests and the pain and the sickness go. Oh, I pray for these right now in the name of Jesus. I pray their faith rises and they see what you have accomplished for them, what you have paid for them on the cross. Your death, burial, and your resurrection that the Father saw what you did and he was satisfied, he was appeased, he was pleased, and he received it. Let us receive it too in the name of Jesus. Let us receive it too in the name of Jesus. We rejoice, Father. Let us receive it too in the name of Jesus. Whatever you need, receive it too in the name of Jesus. Now, are you born again? Do you have that spirit of that man that went to the cross for you, that went to hell for you and was raised from the dead for you. Do you have the spirit of that man in you? You get it by being born again. Pray this prayer with me. Get him in your heart and he will bring you into the kingdom. Jesus, be Lord of my life. Come into my heart. Lead me. 
teach me. Fix me. And I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. That is a prayer that he always hears. That is a prayer he always answers. If you prayed that with your heart, you are born again. And you don't have to worry what's going to happen to you today, tomorrow, or the next day. If something happens to you, even today, you will be with Jesus in heaven. Amen. Let me hear from you. Email me at the letters kd at kdwol.com. That's kd, Kathy Davidson, at kdwol.com. And visit my website to listen to the messages again or to download them free of charge at kdwol.com. Until next time, God bless.